Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome, everyone, back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Hopefully, you had a fantastic week. We're really looking forward to February. Hopefully, all of you are as well. I know a lot of you are starting off with an absolute tear as far as your markets go. We're getting so many wonderfully optimistic, excited emails from you guys. Uh, I was up last night, really late last night, just reading some different articles on different things and actually in preparation for future radio shows and one of the books Julie and I are working on. And I probably had, while I was working for probably about 90 minutes, I probably had five or six emails. They weren't necessarily the types of emails I want to share on the radio show, but what they worry is emails, messages from all of you saying, oh my gosh, I get it, I'm doing it, it's happening, it's working, (laughs) you know, and look, I... That triggered a thought in my mind is what I'm sharing with all of you today. If you're not having like a turbocharged, hypersonic start to your year, uh, you really – I don't know what you're waiting for. I know some of you are – you know, it's the weather. It's the other thing. But listen to what I'm about to say. And those of you who are having a supersonic start to your year, that's fantastic. You've got to make the most of really the next 60 to 90 days. And here's why. Listen to your coach. Okay, guys, just write this down. Don't forget. This is, generally speaking, this – is the easiest time of year to get new business because most of your competitors are not engaged. During the season, whatever that is, and there's, there is a bell curve to real estate sales, you know, if you're in a vacation market, market where people are, you know, buying during off-seasons for the rest of the country, then clearly your bell curve is different. But just have in mind there is a season for real estate. There's a bell curve for real estate. There's an expectation, right or wrong, that it's better to have your house for sale in the spring so there's more buyers in the spring and the summer. Duh, right? You guys know this. What happens every single year is agents at the start of the year or people before they become agents at the start of the year. They then tool up. They get their real estate licenses, and they're set free on the world, and they're set free basically in late spring, early summer. There's agents that only work whether they do it by design or otherwise, in the spring and the summer. Right now, those agents are still hibernating or still sitting in those monotonous real estate classes trying to get their real estate licenses. That's the reason right now is the best time of year to drill down. Fourth quarter is obviously a challenge because you have all the holiday objections. In the spring and the summer, that's when all the agents have started to come out of the woodwork. They're doing the open houses. They're getting, you know, a lot of the agents, when they first get their licenses, are just going to work with all their immediate friends and family. You get the point. Please, guys, take it seriously. Stop driving past that FISBO. (laughs) Stop denying that there's expired listings in your marketplace. Stop avoiding calling your centers of influence in past clients. Remember, it's all about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And for gosh sakes, please do it with a level of professionalism. Use scripts. I just had a coaching call with somebody who manages like 120 agents, and he was asking me how can he help them become more efficient at working with buyers. And we talked about it back and forth, but here's the bottom line. Most of them won't because they won't be willing to follow a system. They won't be willing to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it. Bitter pill for him to swallow because he wants to help them. And it's, you know, here's the thing. You guys are listening. There's on average every month between 150 and 160,000 listens, tens of thousands of you guys listen on a regular basis. You are engaged. At some level, you're ready for success. Whether you're fully 
willing to do what we're asking you to do or not, that's up to you. I promise you, there are no fallacies in what we're asking you to do. There's no witchcraft. There's no crazy alchemy. There's no nothing. It's just doing the work. It's following the plan. And what we're focusing on today, Julian, hopefully you have an email to share. I don't know if you do. What we're focusing on today is we're focusing on the final part of the three-part series on where to find inventory if it's not in your MLS. And Julie started out, and Julie, I'll do this work for you. Julie started out the past two shows by saying, you've got to, if you were not to have access to the MLS anymore, MLS just blew up, no more MLS. And you had to find inventory for prospective buyers. And remember, some of those buyers are going to be buyers that are actually sellers. And once their house sells, if they can find something to buy, they'll move. So if you no longer had access to the MLS, forget it, forget it. Where would you find the inventory? That's what we're going to be focusing on today. Julie, do you have any emails or things you'd like to share that are shareable on the radio? Yes, a quick one from our friend on the Iraq-Kuwaiti border, Mike Perry, uh, who writes, uh, Hello from the desert. Thanks for the recognition on the previous show. As I told Tony on our consult, your podcasts alone are by far the best training I've come across for the real estate industry. I'm sure the coaching program will put me back on track to do what I started out to do in 2012. The number one lesson I've learned in the last six months on your coaching radio is the huge effects of ego. As an Army field grade officer, there's no shortage of ego to go around, you might imagine. Uh, It can be leveraged for the positive in the real estate industry, but it also can be a hindrance that leads to unachieved goals and empty pockets. So you and Julie keep up the good work, and I hope to have an opportunity to speak with you in the future. So thank you for those thoughts, Mike. Um, You know what's interesting about that is that we're talking about – ways to create inventory, find inventory that's not in the MLS. So one could say that the unwillingness to look outside of the MLS, which is just the easy button solution, maybe that's an expression of ego. I shouldn't have to work that hard. I, you know, why right. would I want to do that? It's unusual. I don't see anybody well, in my office doing it. Why should I do it, right? The manifestation of the ego is not willing to learn, to think that basically, like working with buyers, guys, and Julie said this so artfully, I love it. By the way, uh, Major, listen, uh, get the book Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Halliday. Listen to that. Read it. Get that while you're over there on the border in uh, the Middle East and uh, have that really mastered by the time you get back stateside because it will help your continuation of the understanding of the really honestly terribly detrimental effect the ego has on all of us. And, oh, hey, here's an idea for the rest of you. Get the book. Ego is the Enemy. It's not our book. Ryan Halliday. Available in audiobook. Definitely, definitely worth a read. But I'll give you a little secret. If you're not ready for it, you're not going to even have any – the book will not resonate with you whatsoever. It, and that's the interesting thing. So if you start getting into this and you find that you're not relating to it, uh, that is in itself something that you need to be considerate of. Like, why am I not relating to this? And I'll give you the answer. It's because your ego, the very thing that you're reading about, is trying to make you be a skeptic of the message of what the book is. It's true. So get the book. Notice what your observation is. Notice how you're feeling as you go through it. Notice how much you're resisting what you're reading and what you're listening to. And that will give you a really good, I think, drill down of what's actually how much effect the ego is actually having on you. Okay? So an interesting thought. Go ahead, Julie. Sorry. That's okay. All right. So on to the continuation. I think we want to round out our uh, inventory hide-and-seek week is what this has been. So we've talked about a lot of different avenues, and in fact, it was the topic of my premier coaching call. I was so proud of my coaching clients on that call. We did a very rapid fire back and forth what everyone's doing to create inventory. So it's great that you guys are taking action, and that really is the difference between getting what you want this year 
and not is your willingness to implement. So kudos to all my great premier students who went to that call. All right, so the next strategy for rent by owners. Now this is an unusual category, right? Little prospected, little known, but here's the strategy. Call your for rent by owners in your area using the paper, Craigslist, classified ads, online sources. Simply ask them if they have considered selling the home versus keeping it as a rental. Well, that's got to be the world's easiest script, right? It's a business call. Here's a hint. Many will have no clue what their home's even worth because it's been on the, you know, a rental for so long. But when they learn that their home is worth more than they think, guess who gets to list it? That would be you. You might even have a buyer for it already. You might even make more than your standard issue commission because in this case, you are 100% the reason that it would be selling. So again, your easy script, you know, ask them if it's still available. That's important. If it's still on the rental market, I'm curious. Have you considered selling it versus continuing to try to rent it? The world's shortest, easiest script, and in an area that most agents don't prospect. I mean, that's an awesome way to create inventory, right, Tim? It is, and something also to keep in mind, when you're calling these for rent by owners, and there's gobs of them in most markets, uh, you'll find oftentimes they fall into one of two categories. There's somebody who didn't want the property, got stuck with it, as a reluctant landlord, as we like to call them. And those guys, obviously, are the easiest to talk into possibly putting the house for sale. Then there's the other types of landlords who want more. There's usually not a lot in between. So they either don't really want it, got stuck with it, or they're ready to buy more. In both cases, that's a good prospective client for you. Um, you definitely want to either, A, consider doing some property management yourself, which I know most of you won't want to do. And so if that's the case with you, go to B, and B is going to be having a property management company on the side that you can refer prospective management clients to. Do yourself a favor and have an understanding with the management company, or hey, even better, find a management company that only manages that doesn't list and sell. That way you don't have to worry about what's going to happen to that listing if that person decides to put it for sale. You guys with me on all this? But the takeaway is – is when you come across a rental prospect or you're calling somebody, you need to say, Mr. Seller, you know, not only do we offer, you know, work with buyers and sellers, we also offer property management, either directly or indirectly or through a third party. Get it? Don't just be somebody who says, I only work with buyers or sellers. You have to have a full service real estate brokerage, not a limited service real estate brokerage. Next point, Jules. All right, perfect. So next point is REO listing agents. Yes, there are still foreclosures around. They're not as prevalent as they once were, but REO agents know what they will be listing often months before the home is actually for sale. They've got it in their pipeline. So ask to be notified of their, quote, pocket listings, their pre-marketing REOs, and so on. Hint, hunt the pre-foreclosures. You can find those for free on Zillow, as we've discussed, and don't think for a second that there aren't any pre-foreclosures in your market. Absolutely, there are. Now, it might be the zip code next to your popular zip code that you have been selling in. It might be two zip codes away, but you know, especially for investors that are looking for rentals and are not as tied to things like school districts and that sort of thing, yeah, you know, it's an out-of-the-box way to do it, but of course, REO agents always have something in the pipeline. So Let me add to a our next, bit to that, Julie. Yeah, go ahead. Let Please. me add a snippet to that. Sorry. So in LA, this is something that's really going to blow you guys away. I had a coaching call last week with one of my you know, agents that sells nothing but bazillion-dollar properties, but he's looking for investment properties for himself, and he used to basically have a lot of REO relationships. He's kind of let him go for now. Maybe he'll get him back if the market ever returns like it did, but here's what he did. He went in. He, he found out that there were actually not just a couple, but there are hundreds of REOs that are coming for sale. 
And now these were REOs that had been in a long, you know, the banks have owned them. There's just all kinds of different uh, REO opportunities out there. Now, there's a lot of you guys who are listening who are in markets where the markets have already shifted. The markets never came back. There's actually a strong REO market. Um, and if you're not in that space yet, part of the premier coaching program is our REO coaching program. I don't mention that at all, but we've included that in premier coaching as, long, as well as the short sale program. Again, our goal is to make it so you guys have the ability to help all sellers in all situations, not just you know your traditional real estate services, which are very limited. Premier coaching, guys, if you use the student approval program, right, is only a hundred. It's like less than a hundred dollars a month. Um, and, you know, it's a kind of a no-brainer for all of you. And when you enroll, you also get um, one coaching, one private coaching call per month. You get two semi-private coaching calls per week. And now if it's a holiday or if, you know, it's a short week or short month, then you'll have fewer. But you get the concept here. And you get everything you possibly could need for your real estate business, all your scripts, all your objection handlers, all your presentations, every single thing you guys need to start your real estate uh, business this year at a velocity that maybe it's never experienced before. You will look at this. You will look at what's in Premier Coaching, and you're not. You're going to see th- answers to questions you haven't even had yet because you haven't gotten there yet in your business evolution. But they're already answered for you. This is the perfect program for every single one of you to uh, enroll in. So, like I said, it's less than 100 bucks a month. The easiest way for you to do it is just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and you can also just, if you're on the website timandjulieharris.com, you can also just simply go to uh, just fill out that form that's right there and you'll see by simply filling up that form it will also give you those six free books so guys if you haven't done that yet now is a perfect time back to julie yes so the next one is pretty simple strategy number 12 do work with investors particularly the ones that run ads which say we pay cash for homes now these sorts of ads will generate motivated sellers but remember the we pay cash for homes strategy the investors have will not work for all of those sellers. What if they owe more than the investor is willing to pay them, for example? What if they're just paying the investor to see what price they would get? Those are still listing leads, typically of very motivated sellers who are calling and responding to that type of advertising because they want to get the job over with quickly. Exactly the types of sellers you all like working with. So anything you'd like to add to that, Tim? Well, I mean, again, depending on your market, there's tons of these guys. You know, we pay cash for homes, we buy ugly homes, all the rest of it. Call those guys up and ask them what they do, to Julie's point, ask them what they do with all the houses that they get calls on where the people decide not to take their, you know, obviously investor-level lower offer. They're probably, having worked with real estate brokerages and agents who work with investors like I'm describing and knowing how that whole thing works – for the most part, if in a, a perspective, you know, we buy ugly houses investor type, he'll talk with maybe 10, uh, 10 folks, and probably one or two of them will actually become, uh, you know, clients they want to do something with. And the rest of those leads, if they're not referring them off to agents, just get tossed aside. But those are viable leads for you. So align yourself with whoever's doing the, you know, the a- advertising for the, you know, we buy ugly homes type things, which I believe that's a franchise guy, uh, by the way, guys, you might want to check into that. Uh, and, and just find out who owns your area and call them up and see if you can partner with them at some level. Most of them, oddly enough, are not real estate agents, do not have real estate licenses, do not take listings. Jules? That's right. Exactly. So they're not doing anything with those leads, right? So strategy number 13, move up buyers. What's a move up buyer? Somebody who already has a home to sell. Might be their first little condo, might be you know a regular house, but we're looking for move up buyers. You can run ads for move up listings, the types of homes that first-time home sellers will move to. 
particularly less expensive homes that are in good school districts, right? So they're moving up because they have a young family, they're looking at schools, that type of thing. Know your MLS well enough to see what is being sold, and that's what you're going after. What you want to do is list the home that they're coming from. Borrow other agents' listings if necessary. Here's a hint. Borrow listings from other agents if you don't have any of your own listings, and they're not what move-up buyers are looking for. Some of you do have listings, but your mixture of listings is not particularly selling because it's unusual, it's too far out, it's manufactured, it's rural, it's whatever combination of things. So know what's actually selling and pursue what's selling. That's just smart business sense, right? So strategy number 14, use call capture technology. What's that? For example, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. Now, you don't have to use it on listings, although it's certainly the most effective using it on your for sale signs. You can also use 800homehotline.com call capture technology on your newspaper, on postcards, on door hangers. Works best with wanted ads, free CMA offers, and pre-foreclosure prospects to discuss their options. There's so many different ways that you can use 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE. I think, Tim, probably we need to put that on our podcast schedule to dive back into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, even if you have no listings, what if you are surrounded wall to wall with new construction and that's what everybody's talking about and asking about, you can run an ad hey, saying Julie? interested in, yes, go ahead. Are we allowed, am I allowed to vamp for one minute on that or no? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not, just okay. All right. Yeah. So she, she, uh, she, she wants to get through all of her points today. So she told me I have to shut up more than normal, but this is worth <laughs> talking about. <laughs> so you guys, here's the, here's the craziness of real estate. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Here's the insanity of what real estate agents do to buy leads. You guys spend, and it's obscene how much money, billions of dollars with a B, buying buyer leads from all these portals and all these companies. Just buying buyer leads, the insanity of it. Here's why. Um, what are these guys doing for buying buyer leads? They're running ads. They're running digital ads. They're basically going to the same places that you would think, Twitter, Facebook, all the rest of it. They're running ads. That's how they're generating these buyer leads. You guys can generate an endless number of buyers by having a single listing. Here's a fact. When do buyers use the Internet? At what, like, what, in what stage are buyers that are looking online? If you got – this information has been out forever – this is not the theory of Tim and Julie. This is just a fact. Buyers that are very early in the looking process are the ones that are looking online. Like months, six months, I believe, is the typical average. In other words, they're not motivated. You do not want to be working with them. Those are the leads you guys are buying. You're buying the buyers that are just barely in the market. Are you clear on what I'm telling you? Because it's true. Do your own homework on this if you don't believe me. The best best buyers always have, always will be the ones that are calling off signs or going to open houses. Generally, the calling off signs and going to open house buyers are buyers that have been in the market, looked online, great, virtually everyone, like 99% of all buyers start online. And then what happens is they focus in on neighborhoods. They focus in on styles of homes and ages of homes, and then they start drilling down that way. And then what happens is they start driving the neighborhoods on the weekends. They start going to open houses. That's when they find the agent they're going to work with. That's how it works. So the agents that are basically the listing agents, the agents that are holding the open houses in these neighborhoods, and you've got to target your neighborhood. If you're holding a house open in a neighborhood that, for example, isn't something that's going to be a good target for a prospective buyer, too expensive, too inexpensive, you guys get my point? You've got to be smart about it. You've got to know your market. You've got to know your statistics. You've got to know what's selling. Hold an open house, even if it's not your own listing, open in one of those markets. You will have to, you know, then you're going to find the best, most motivated buyers. 
But the best way to get buyers, if you even want them, by the way, is going to be to take listings. When you take listings, you create a stream of buyers that will come beating a path to your door. That's the reason that we are, I'd say we focus 75% of our efforts in our coaching organization trying to get you guys to learn how to become masterful listing agents and the rest on being buyer's agents. Learn how to become a listing agent and working with buyers, believe it or not, is optional. So be very clear on that and be very clear on the nature of these leads. I know you're getting calls and emails. I know you're having people come to town telling you to buy buyer leads. Do not forget what I just told you. Hey, look, if you want to start buying leads that are also being sold to 10 other people and these leads have no interest in doing anything for the next 6 to 7 to 12 months and you think that's a smart business model, I want to know if you're going to be in business in 6 or 7 months having basically acted that way. You won't be. So don't think like that. Learn to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, guys. That's the bottom line. I think we can wrap up, Julie. Absolutely. We're just about there. So uh, strategy number 15 is BPOs. A lot of you guys have embraced the BPO cash flow mindset, simply doing enough BPOs per week to cover maybe all of your personal expenses, but certainly some of your personal or business expenses. So ask the owners why uh, they're doing the BPO. Now, some here's the rules with that. You guys ask about this all the time. Are you allowed to directly prospect a seller whose home you are in doing a BPO right now today? No. BPO companies don't like that. But you can keep an ongoing list of the homes that you've gone on, especially you know the ones where you know the reason for the BPO was perhaps an upcoming short sale or a divorce decree or any of the numerous reasons that you do BPOs. So if the bank's ordered it or someone else has ordered it, it's not for no reason. So you can potentially prospect, but just follow the rules of what the BPO companies lay out for you. Okay, strategy number 16, property tax reassessments. We mentioned this before, but it's worth doing again. Offer free CMAs and how-to information for helping owners have their property taxes reassessed. Some of you guys especially live in some very expensive property tax areas. Even if you don't, saving any money is definitely a benefit that you're providing for your sellers. How do you do this? Typically, you go to the assessor's website or the auditor's website, and they'll actually have a button that says, how to reduce my property tax, and they'll say, download this form, provide us three comps, send it in, we'll get back with you. You can do that on behalf of your past client centers of influence. It's a good way to open up the conversation about what they're planning on doing with their house, when they're planning on moving, what's their current real estate situation. It's a great thing to offer them. Remember, when you offer something of value, it's a lot easier than to ask for something in return. Hopefully that makes sense, Tim. And we made it through all of our 16 different ways to create inventory. Now, I just wanted to add a little 17th bonus uh, that I had from one of my great clients in Seattle who is, he mentioned this on the premiere call, he's sending letters to the popular buildings. He's working some condos. He's got buyers that are looking for particular products in particular buildings. So, you know, you guys always complain about how hard it is to prospect in condo buildings. There's a doorman you can't get in. It's all locked. It's your band. They think that you're doing door hangers. So he's simply sending letters saying, hey, I've got two or three people looking in this building. Here's what they're looking for. <coughs> Excuse me. So you don't look like a generic prospect, um, you know, uh, letter. He's actually describing them, right? So Bob and Susie Smith, first-time buyers looking for a one-bedroom, one-bath, willing to go up to 250 Who do you know in the building who meets their needs? And he's actually gotten some great responses from that. So a lot of you are saying, I have so many buyers and nothing to sell them. We've just removed that excuse over this week, which has been property hide-and-seek week. Your job is to seek it 
and make buyer matches with those listings. And remember, for those of you who are saying, well, why would I want more buyers? We're just talking about the 800 number, creating buyers so you don't have to buy leads. Well, why would I want more buyers? Guess what? At least 30 to 40% of those buyers come with listings. So when we're teaching you strategies to find listings for your buyers, your buyers may or may not like that listing. It's still a listing lead. And I believe that probably 80% of what we talked about are listing leads that are not quite actively having those appointments yet. A lot of these are before they're ready to make that decision, which means it's less competitive, easier to take. You're in the front lines. Does that make sense, Tim? It absolutely does. You know, Julie, when I, you know, if emails from uh, listeners, emails from our coaching clients, just having done this for 20 years, two decades with you, you know, and thinking back, I always, my mind always goes to like, if you and I, back when you and I got out of college, you and I got into real estate in our first year, you know, we, we sold over, first of all, you were sold over a hundred houses and all the rest of it. I always think in the back of my mind, if I were to have come across which, you know, we couldn't have because, you know, there was no Internet then. <laughs> but if right. I had come across this podcast back then, how I would have reacted. And, you know, I have to be honest with you, it probably would have taken me 30, maybe 45 days to really kind of get into the groove of things because what you and I are saying is so contrarian to what everybody else, to what everything else they're going to find. They're going to go on podcasts and they're going to go to seminars. They're going to hear about it's all about your mindset. It's all about your big why. Hey, guys, here, write this down. I'm going to save you from having to buy a whole bunch of mindset books and crap. The big why is a big lie. And anytime you hear anyone say you need to know what your big why is, you, you need to run for the hills. Please remember I told you that because it's true. But I, I just wonder, you know, if I had come across this information back then, I probably would take, you know, 30 to 45 days to get in the groove of things. But nowadays, truthfully, with all the conflicting messages you guys are being told, I don't know how I would eventually overcome my skepticism or necessarily know who was telling me the truth or not. So, so here's, here's the rule, guys, that I would set for myself. This is a rule I set for myself now, and I think you should all do it as well. If whatever they're trying to sell you – is being sold off the idea that it's easy, they're lying to you. Maybe not lying 100%, but they're lying to the extent that you need to avoid it. Because anytime anybody is telling you anything other than the stone-cold truth, the long-term ever-increasing success in anything, not just making money, guys, in love and life and physical and, and everything, and having great relationships with friends and family – always comes down to the same thing. You know what I'm going to say, long-time listeners. It's about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So here's the rule I would strongly suggest you put a filter, if you will. When you are being inundated with all the crap that's out there, of all the companies that are trying to sell you guys stuff, I really want you to run it through that filter. Are they just trying to sell me a version of the easy button? Are they trying to basically con me into believing that I don't have to do the hard work? If they are, you know it's not true, so don't be don't succumb to the don't succumb to it, guys. Just say no. Say hell no. No, you don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not suggesting that, but you do know need to be responsible enough to your own pocketbook and your own goals and dreams that you do not let anyone essentially tickle your easy bone into believing that you know somehow you don't have to do the real work. Julie, does that make sense? Is that direct enough? <laughs> yeah. Well, we do like to keep it practical and tactical and just simply tell you the truth. You know, it's so much easier to just coach. You know, you just got to improve your mindset and find what your motivation totally. is. Because how are we going to hold you accountable to that, right? 
oh, they're just, you know, they're just not feeling it today. We're in this to help you make more profit by helping more people so you can have the lifestyle of your dreams and provide that for you and your family. That's it. There's no fluff surrounding that. That's just what I think most of you got into real estate for. And if there's some other reason, that's great too. If you're just doing it as a hobby to round out your other job, that's great. But for the vast majority of you, this is you know, your life, right? Your life is dependent on how well you're doing right now. And here's the thing. Will your mindset improve? If you, Here's the test, right? It's so easy. How much better would your mindset be if you had three new pendings by this evening? Hmm. Yeah, there Think you about go. that for a second. <laughs> 100000 in the bank. How's that mindset? <laughs> right? Yeah, at least you have more uh, options, you- and you can have time to think about your mindset then. Yeah, your your kids' five twenty nines are fully funded. How's that mindset feeling? You know, yeah. you you've lost you know you've lost the weight. You're in great shape. You know, or at least you're on the path to doing all those things. How's that mindset? You see, the mindset stuff, guys, is a bunch of bullshit because the mindset always follows the action, and that's what the mindset people don't want you to know, or because they probably don't know it themselves. The only way you're going to improve your mindset is through action. You know, I'm I'm thinking of all of you out there who are conflicted with what I'm saying. Here, I have a little secret for all of you guys. I used to be conflicted with this. With what I'm telling you right now, I was conflicted. I'm 46 years old. My entire life, I've been, it's been wall-to-wall, the same stuff you guys have been exposed to, mindset, thinking, your big why, all this other wrong thinking about becoming successful and making money. And it's a, it is a mindset, it is an approach to um, business that doesn't work, never has worked, but it's trendy to talk like that. People like to say things like, like when you hear someone say, the narrative of this problem, or that's just trendy. It's, it's weasel words. That's really what it is. I wrote that down two weeks ago. I've been wanting to use it on the radio show. Weasel words. So look out for the weasel words and know that basically those weasel words are going to make you broke. It really, truly is. And, you know, here's the truth. You know what we're telling you is true. You probably know what we're telling you is true because it resonates with you, because it seems like it's something you already knew. It seems like it's like, well, duh, what they're saying makes sense. Doing what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it make, at the highest level will get me the most results and be the most intentional, purposeful, long-lasting results I have in my life. Of course what they're saying is true. You know, it's, you, that's probably how most of you think and feel, right? That's, it's because it is true, you know? that's the bottom line. And yet, how many of you are still trying to challenge that, still trying to challenge that truth with looking for easy button stuff? It's fascinating, isn't it? Whole industries are made off the idea that there's an easy button. Look at all the commercials on TV that always pop up at the beginning of the year for people wanting to lose 15 pounds. You know, look at all the different little things that are out there that are all trying to appeal to your desire to avoid real work. Here's the blessing once you get this. The fact that so many people have been, you know, frankly, walled into being complacent and lazy, thinking that there's an easy button, actually makes becoming truly successful, and I hate to say it, but easier for you. Because if you're willing to do the real work, and so many millions and millions, most people aren't, you will win faster in a more profound way, and they won't know how you did it. They'll think you cheated. They'll think you stole. They'll think somehow someone gave it to you. But nobody did. You just were willing to drill down and do what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it at the highest level. And if you're not living that life now, if you're not experiencing that now, and by that I mean the abundance of that truly can be your life, 
it is probably because you have been looking for the shortcut. So, guys, come on. Stop looking for it. Stop believing that it's there. This, it's not there. It doesn't exist. If you want the most out of your life, you have to be willing to put in the effort. And it's going to take longer than you think. Oh, man, do I hate that fact, but it's true. You know, 50% longer than you think to get to where you want to go. It's going to require more work. It's going to require more everything. But remember, as those things are weighing down on your path, making it so that you go on your progress slower, just in the back of your mind, be thinking to yourself, I know that when I get there, I'm actually, things are actually going to get easier because they do, because I'll have to compete with so fewer people. And that's what happens. That's the reason that you see a lot of our superstars, the guys we've interviewed, when you hear them talk about their making tens of millions of dollars, when you hear them discussing essentially how their business runs now, it's because maybe a decade ago or maybe five years ago, they were doing what other people weren't willing to do when other people weren't willing to do it, and now they're getting the benefits of it. Right? You guys following me on all this? Listen, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate is a great book. I'm going to give that to you for free just by filling out that form. That's a great place to get started. And also the Real Estate Treasure Map. If there's ever anything we can do for you, we love your emails. You know we do. We talk about them every day. Send me an email at tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Guys, take overwhelming action this year. Overwhelming action. Replace any hype and hope with action, and on the other side of that, with overwhelming action, everything beyond everything you could possibly imagine. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Remember, you guys can go back and listen to any of our hundreds of shows. It might even be over a thousand uh, shows now at timandjulieharris.com. Have a great day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.